Hey, welcome everyone to today's show. In this episode, we're going to feature a superstar local business owner here in the Montclair area of Northern Virginia. Her name is Aaliyah. She runs a yoga studio right behind me, and she's going to share with us her story, the journey she's been through, uh, how she's impacting the community, and so much more. I'm super excited about this. Hope you are as well. So let's get started and follow me. Welcome to the Peace Mind and Body Yoga Wellness Studio. Located at 4384 Kevin Walker Drive in Montclair, Virginia. This unique business offers everything from life coaching, Reiki massage chakra and energy healing, Thai yoga massage, therapeutic massage services, hypnotherapy and nutrition coaching. Our feature guest today is the owner and founder of the yoga and wellness studio, Aliyah. Aliyah has been living and teaching a yoga-based lifestyle since immigrating from India over 30 years ago. Aliyah is certified through the Yoga Fit program and has been instructing a wide variety of age groups in yoga, stretching, meditation, and sports activities to children, adults, and senior citizens at Fairfax County Parks and Recreation Facilities, as well as retirement centers and studios. With both of her parents born in India, Aliyah has lived her entire life in an environment of meditation and movement. And she truly enjoys the opportunity to teach others how to find their inner peace and harmony and a healthier and happier lifestyle. Please give us a warm welcome to the owner of Peace Mind and Body Yoga Wellness Studio, Aliyah. Hey everybody, welcome back. Welcome, Aaliyah. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you for having me. Oh, thank you for having me. Take your you know, time out of your busy day to join us. Yes. So we're going to get some time together next couple of minutes and get to know each other. The audience gets to know Aaliyah better. So um, if you may, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yes. Uh, I started yoga almost 2000 and I would say 2007. How I got into yoga was to, I was going through a difficult time in my life and I wanted to find something that would heal me inside to find that balance that I was not feeling for a long time. And I took one class in yoga at the rec center and I felt like my heart was lifted. It it didn't feel heavy. I felt so light that I could go on for the next day. And then came back to another yoga class, felt lighter and lighter, and I go, wow, this is feeling good. How can I keep feeling this way? So I talked to my director at the rec center and she told me where to go, how to get certified, went online, went to the class, was getting certified and then started teaching yoga at the rec center. The more I was passionate about my classes, I felt even lighter. I was felt like I was self-therapying myself, healing others through my journey. So anytime that I felt anxiety or fear, I would pick up that topic and also calming my clients. At the same time, I was calming myself down. And that just took over. I just took over, I felt so light, I felt so uh, mind, body, spirit connecting together again. So yes, that's how I got into yoga. 
everyone has a story or an event that happened to them that changes their life dramatically. What is something that happened to you or a situation that alter your life path? So my journey to Pakistan was, I wasn't a yoga teacher yet. And I, my house was immaculate. I had a big house. My son was thriving in school. I was loving life, but I sat at my top of the staircase looking down on my foyer, looking down and I go, is this all it is? I felt empty. I felt, and then, you know, the house I had, it kind of echoed. <laughs> it felt like, because, you know, bigger home, you know, you walk on that, Thing, it just felt echoed. It was beautiful, but it felt like an echo. <laughs> and uh, I'm looking down at it, and I felt like I just I felt empty. So I was watching Oprah one one afternoon, and she had Professor Eunice on her show. And Professor Eunice helped five women out of poverty with twenty five dollars. And he would get the first two money, and then the three would be getting later if the other two were doing well. So the first one did a uh, grocery store, and the other one fruits, uh, vegetable stand. And I was intrigued with these people, you know, $25. But that was almost 50, 60 years ago. So it's more now, I'm sure. So I read the book. And Professor Yunus won a Nobel Peace Prize for, you know, helping uh, humankind. And I was intrigued. My dad was going to Pakistan to see his sister, who her husband passed away, and just to comfort her. And I asked Dad, I want to go with you. He goes, why? <laughs> because I haven't wanted to go. I mean, I was basically raised here at the age of five, and I was at the time, I guess, in my late 40s. So it's been a long time. I went there, and I went with him, told him what I was doing. I was going to take um, $1,000, my video camera, and find women in the village and help them get their money. And he goes, okay. <laughs> you know, he's kind of like, he goes, sure, come on, we will go. He was excited that I was going with him. We got there, and then my cousin who I haven't seen in 35 years and for 37 years he was an adult and I told him what I wanted to do he goes well Leah they're gonna rob you they're not gonna do I go well if a woman is feeding her child she's gonna do everything she can to make it happen because she's gonna give it all she has so it took us a couple of, couple of weeks to find a village and what happened was Jamila who is their housemaid, um, took us to her village. So we went there. It was about 70 miles, 70, 60 miles away from Karachi. Hot road, dusty, and uh, I didn't know what to wear. So I wore my gym clothes. I mean, I look back at my video and I go, what the heck am I thinking, gym clothes? I should be wearing shabal kameez or something or wrap my hair and I wore a baseball hat. Like, oh my God, I don't uh, you know, like lessons learned about that because I'm, you know, I'm supposed to be like humble and I was wearing my gym clothes. That's all I, all I could afford because I had to cover my hands, my feet, and, you know, not showing anything. So I thought hat was it. So I wore my hat to the village 
and um, Jamila got, gathered all these women around and we told them what we wanted to do and they were all excited to hear it. And I gave them $250 to the first two, told them next week I will come back and, and see how your progress is. So one woman took the $200 in rupees, and rupees is really big money. She wrapped that around her, her uh, shawl, and that was her bank. It was like wrapped up in the corner of it. And, like a, and she was crying because it's the most money she's ever seen in her life. It'd be like me giving you $200,000 $200, to start your business, and you'd be like, oh, wow. But the, but the process was to pay it forward or help another one out because you have to green green greening bank i think that's the name of his bank you have there's no interest but you have to pay it back so they knew what to do and then we left them i came back and i felt how oh, so life so unfair i was back to my cousins and my aunt's house went to the room and i just felt like this, this, like, why am I so privileged? You know, because looking through that and then looking here, I go, I'm, I'm, I, you know, just why is life unbalanced? So I didn't eat that night because I was so um, distraught about the whole thing. It was a culture shock for me because I've been living here, uh, you know, having water, running water and hot water and microwave, and you know, I took that for granted. And not looking at there, I it was a new perspective I had. So I went back next last next uh, following week, and lo and behold, this woman had a bakery store. This other woman had a grocery store. They were amazing. I mean, it took one week to get. So she made naan bread. Just got a stove. What do you need for naan? You know, three ingredients: bread, water, and yeast. And she made it. Grocery store. And the other woman, the second woman, had uh, dal, lentil, rice, soap, candy, uh, something else. I can't remember. Bread, I think. Maybe, maybe she got it from the other woman. Maybe they, you know, collaborated. And her husband um, came in, and he had his one of the limb was. Oh, he didn't have a limb. He didn't have one on. And he was so happy. I could still see his face. He was like joy in his eyes, like he can do something. Because you gave, you know, what they say, feed of man, or whole, I can't remember. But when I think he, it was uh, you, you, um, you, you, you feed a fish to a man, eats a day, but you teach him how to fish, eats for life. That's what he had in his eyes. He was so glowing because there was hope in his eyes. Not, not even hope, it was sparkles. And his wife was in the background, smiling and grinning. Look what we did, you know. Uh, that just, just just joy in my heart, and that giving back just felt felt so good. And then uh, we left. We went and congratulate them. And then I went back to my cousin, back to Karachi. And we felt so alive. My my cousin and I felt so good. Like we we wow, oh, this is good. Let's keep doing this. And then I had to, I had one more week left to stay in Karachi because I was there for six weeks. My visa was expiring. And then I gave my uh, cousin the rest of the money to give to the other two. 
And then when I got back, that was in February 2017, and then uh, came back to America. It was on Valentine's Day, I remember that, because my husband made me a pancake with hearts on it. That was sweet. (laughs) Yeah, so I thought that was nice. And came back to America. I felt um, I felt very privileged. I felt so I like to do some more. What can I do? And then I had the same tennis shoes that I wore at at the place um, KKB. I think they called it Kabasti Basti. I'm not saying it right, but I'm sure my pronunciation is not. And I wore the same shoes and walking in the path and I was walking in my neighborhood. Um, that was an intriguing walk. It was like those shoes were sacred now to me. His shoes were like someplace I need to be and, and keep working on it. And then um, three weeks later, my son was hit from the back and had a concussion and changed our life. And I'm still trying to say was what I went in Pakistan, does that, I mean, you would think I would get more money and help, right? But instead, we lost it all. And, and, and I feel like that was me letting go of what I did not need anymore. And if I kept believing in myself that money will come back to you, but you have to let go of this money. This money is no more, um, I don't want to say tainted because we, are, we, we, we did work for it, but it was a different kind of energy money. We talked about that, happy money, right? Yeah. So that was not a happy money. It was more of a uh, IT money. I don't want to say anything, but it was more of a, more of a uh, money of like, different kind of value money. Now I understand we had to lose that because it's a different kind of energy money. So what we built here is happy money. So and when people give me money, they're happy. They're not about, um, you know, like paying for medicine or paying for um, what have you. You know, it's like happy money. How, How can I feel zen? How can I feel peace? How can I have motivated myself? And that's what yoga brings to our area. So the money that we have now is circling, is helping universe, is helping the people here, and to find the balance in life. So if you lo- if you lost money, if you're uh, divorcing, if your kid is not feeling well, it's a purpose. It's a reason. Don't look at it like why me. Say okay, how may I grow from this? How can I refrain from this attitude? How can I be better to my husband and wife? Because, again, my husband and I could have been divorced. I could have said, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. No, it's your fault. We could have been doing this. And no, we, I know why. When, when a person gets married that day, please look at when you're getting married that day is sacred for you. Now I know why I cry at your wedding because that is pure love. You're looking at, you know how your daughter, your son, your daughter? Son. Son, when your son was born, how joy did you bring to you, right? That joy was never leave you. It was in your heart. Same thing with the marriage. It's like you are a unit now. You are, you guys help each other to grow. 
when one has fallen, you do not let them go. You rise them up. Even they go through depression or anxiety or fear. You lift them. Be patient. Be compassionate. And say, I can't work with you. No, you got to. Depending on situation, guys. But And that's where I mean. I would be depressed. Brian lift me up. He would be depressed. I would lift him up. We both be depressed. And then we both hug each other. So I would say your hardest time is your growing time. No one's after you. No one energy is, is, is helping you, but you have to ask. You change your ways, uh, live a good, healthy life. Again, if you haven't seen um, our Netflix, it's called The Blue Zone. Check it out. Live your lifestyle the best you can. And if you need to downsize, do it. And if you're looking at mini downsizing, look at your cabinet for all the creams and makeup and products that you might have and scale that down. Look at your closet. How many sweaters do you have? How many hats do you have? How many shoes do you have? Scale those down. Look in your refrigerator. How many uh, ketchup mustards you have in the back? Take it down. So downsizing is good. For those listening out there that are going through certain traumas or events that puts them in a low situation, what would you tell them? My hardest time was growing me to this part of life journey. And this journey that I am on is exactly the path I was led to believe, to be. Your hardest time is when you're growing. I didn't know at the time I was growing. I go, why is it happening to me? I want my life back. This is not fair. I was on a journey through living in a lavish lifestyle. I had the American dreams. I had the house. I have the, uh, the, my husband and I had a company together, an IT company. But I knew that that company was not fulfilling me. It was not fulfilling what my path should be. And I felt like through my son's accident that led me to where our path should be. So we lost our home, we lost the business, we were into doctors in and out taking care of our son. He had a concussion, he had a injury that he couldn't go back to school so he had to we had to finish his school at home he had so much headaches he couldn't focus he felt like I he was a journey to go play football in Virginia Tech he was being groomed so I felt like all that was stopped right in the middle we were out of not looking back at it then I feel like that was a hamster wheel that we were on but I wanted to be on the hamster wheel. I didn't know at the time. I wanted that. But then taking that away from me, and then he kind of heal Adam at the same time. So doing, finding Reiki sessions, or getting certified for Reiki, doing yoga, doing breathing technique, uh, doing uh, Thai massages, all of these, and sound bath, all of these were a component that I was building towards trying to help my son through my journey is brought us to here. So when something's taken away from you, it's not, the universe is not saying, okay, I'm going to get you. It's not about, it's about changing your path, your direction. 
I can look back at it now and say, yes, that was not my direction. So now I feel I'm home here. I feel like I have balance. I feel like I'm helping my community through the journey that I've been on. And losing a home, uh, the business, and so on and so forth has made me more empathetic to people on the street, kids without food, dogs without, you know, uh, being at the animal shelter, my husband and I would go there and do Reiki session around them just to heal them. And lo and behold, you know, I've been wanting a dog and I have one now, but it's, it's to the journey. You, you don't know where that will lead you. As we're finishing up, what's something you want to share with the audience? I would say to my public, our community, our world, is that we are one entity consciousness. We are one with love and light. And if your things are not going your way, then it's not the path you should be on. Change your direction, change yourself, change your attitude about life. You are a magnificent human being. You have so much to give to the world. Find that space in your heart to find it. Sometimes people say to me, this is my hobby. Well, your hobby can be what you're supposed to be doing. Just take a little bit at a time and it will come. Wow, wow. Thank you so much for that. So um, you, you, you gave a lot of golden nuggets in between that little speech. I know, I know. Um, I know. Some of us still taking those down. We're like, wow, Lee just gave like a, like a whole lifetime of experience in like less than five minutes. I know, I need to slow down. No, so. you don't need to slow down. Okay. Keep up. We need to keep up with you. Okay, okay. Um, that was great. Um, so you share with us your journey so far, your story, and um, how you end up here. Um, so here, Montclair. Right. How did you end up here specifically? Oh. Through my changes, through my events that was happening, I knew through yoga I had what I needed to do was to forgive myself, forgive others, to um, clean my spirit side of me, and and helping others through the process. Through that cleansingness, I started seeing um, nature talk to me which was a butterfly. When a person is changing into another field, what happens to a butterfly? They, they're, they're worms and they cocoon and then fly to become their essence. So for me, I kept seeing butterfly everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. And I was working, uh, so when we lost that company, I had to work evening shift at a, um, at a uh, senior citizen home. So I would work from 4 to noon, uh, midnight, and then as I was driving towards my work, I would see butterflies uh, everywhere. Butterfly, butterfly. And I looked up the meaning. It's like changes, just changes that will happen to you. So when we lost our home, uh, we had to start back to square one again. He knew about mortgages. So did I. We had the mortgage industry back in our 20s and 30s. So we knew that we needed to save enough money and, and buy another house. And I had a vision board, guys. I know some people might think I did it, but I did. I was faithfully 
uh, we were living in my brother's basement and everything we owned was in his downstairs. Some of the stuff we just let go. I mean, it didn't serve us. It did not. So as you, you've heard this before, we packed everything in one container and I go, that was our life. So we only took what was ne necessary. So we, we really streamlined a lot. We streamlined so much that we go, gosh, we've been hoarding this stuff. And what, what service, what purpose did it serve us? And it didn't. So that if you're in a place in the basement or living with somebody, you're you're changing, you're you're evolving, you are being uh, led to another path. It's not about being shamed. I, I, I'm, I'm a failure. No, with failure you learn lessons, you grow from them. So I had a vision board that kept me focused, and there's Woodbridge area. There was three areas that I wanted to live in. It was Lake Ridge, Montclair, and Eagle Point. And from, from February of that year to July, we were living there six months and we saved enough to buy a down payment house for here. The price was right, we got in, we took anything. And when we found this house in Montclair, there was a butterfly bush in the backyard. And that was, that was it, that was it. I just got my certification for 200 hours at um, yoga, um, at the yoga studio, and the timing could not be perfect. So we got that house, and I go, Brian, this is our house. This is our house. This, I, I feel it. I feel it. So we got the house. We had the uh, contract, and we got in. And lo and behold, one year later. We were having dinner at Georgia's restaurant and there was really a sign saying for lease. I go, Brian, I feel this is my studio. This is my studio. I just feel it here. We talked to the um, the uh, landlord, told him what we could afford, give me a chance for three months and then let me work the system here, see how it will work. One thing led to another and we're here. So I was guided here through a butterfly. I know it sounds far-fetched, but when you start tuning into your inner self, that's when you are evolving. Because most of us use the left side brain. I was using right and left side brain. I, I wanted to be tuned in. So and when we do yoga, you're focusing, you're breathing, and your inner self is leading you to that if you listen to that voice. I didn't have, I mean, we were going into our natural instinct to find where we are, uh, what we need to do next and next and next. One thing led to another. We got this place, started business, and we've been here almost 10 years. So I'm so grateful for the universe helping and supporting us. And I feel like this is uh, leading me to a bigger destination, bigger place. Um, what has this done for me is speak my voice, speak my truth, not be so embarrassed, uh, public speaking. So yes, through my son's incidents has grown us as a family. Now, Brian and I could have been divorced, uh, Adam, you know, but 
I kept saying, you got him? Okay, you got him today? Okay, and I would say, okay, he would, we would like play back and forth. It was not about us. It was about healing our son. That was our focus. And through that, we were enlightening each other. Instead of saying, you did this, you made this happen. Oh, why didn't he go to school that day? You know, every day I go, I wish he didn't go to school that day and get hurt and get. So you can't say what if. You go move, keep moving forward and say, aha, I get why that happened. So I feel like what happened to Adam's journey was not his path either. So he's living, he's healthy, he's strong, he's confident. Um, I don't know if you've seen uh, 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 on YouTube, not, yeah, um, Netflix, Blue Zone. Blue Zone is about uh, people living over a hundred years old in other countries like Greece and Italy and uh, Portugal, all these countries, and Japan, because the food that they're eating is keeping them alive. So in Greece, if there's a uh, hill going up, and what are the people doing? Walking up the hill, walking down the hill to get um, marketing, uh, to get food. So you, they're using the treadmill going up and down. They're using fresh food, the, uh, the bread that they have, the oil that they use, the, uh, the wine that they drink is all natural. So my son is now living in Colonia Beach. And what is he doing? He's eating the healthy food. He's having the well water, uh, fresh eggs. He looks at his uh, contained of it. So I feel like that's, that's his blue zone. And he's healthier and stronger now. So if he would have gone to college and if he went to play football and did all this, his total pass, he would have been in the hamster wheel. Hamster wheel. So he's living the lifestyle he wants. He's opening up his own company down there and loving life. I mean, yes, it took him a while, but you have to understand everything in moderation. Everything has a purpose in life. Your your guarding angel, your your divine, whatever you're calling it, they're helping you if you ask for it. I'm always asking, I'm always, in the morning I wake up and say, I set my attention for this is going to be a great day, not if or when, it is a great day. At nighttime I say, I'm so grateful for uh, my home, my food, my, uh, my clients, my whatever I'm grateful for that day. And then I go to bed, I can sleep knowing that I did a great day today. I served. We are all servers in life. No matter where you are, your teachers are servers, nurses are servers, the men and women who pick up our trash are servers, um, waiters, they're the servers, and doctors are servers. If nurses are servers, I mean, if we look at that way, we're collective consciousness. And if we look at that way, instead of following the money, the money will come to you. If you have the purpose in life that just draws to you. If you're chasing after money, you're going to be always chasing money. And then one day it will be gone like that. And that's what I was doing. Gone like that. And then I go, what now? When you learn a new way to think, you master a new way to be. I had to say, say that one more time. When you learn a new way to think, you master 
new way to be. I had to reframe myself from that. Not saying, not keeping up with the Joneses, if you, we all know what that means. I had to uh, take my own time to be where I am. I don't, I'm not in a competition with anyone now. I felt like I had to. I was a, as they say, uh, a warrior. First you're an athlete, then you're a warrior, a stage man, and then a spirit. So when a young child from 8 to 20, they're athletes. They're like, look at me, I'm body, I'm, I'm looking at my body, I'm strong. From maybe 25 to 45, they're warriors. I got to feed my family, I'm, no one's going to stop me, and I'm focused on getting money. And then after a certain time, you go, I don't, uh, you're a stageman, you, you're humble. And then your spirit, knowing that you are connected to the universe and you have nothing to worry about. When you can feel that inside, you can let go. You can just say, you know, if it's, if it's not meant to be, then that was not my path. Thank you so much, Aaliyah. Oh my God, that was so much content. Aaliyah, I think she just gave us like a whole seminar, <laughs> a whole seminar, a whole day seminar, a week yeah. seminar in just a short amount of time. In between that time, she talked about her story, the journey she went through, her struggles. And I guess the most important message here is sometimes you got to look at parts of your life that's dying down. You can't look at it as, you know, I'm dying with it. You got to look at, okay, where's life going to? So there's more to it. I would encourage everybody to go back, rewind, listen to this episode a few times to see like some of these hidden messages. Because I'm trying to keep up with her, but she's moving so fast. I know, I know. But, um, you know, it's great. Uh, so, Aaliyah. Yes. Can you tell the audience who's out there listening right now, how can they, you know, get more of you and more of the studio? I am um, at Montclair Plaza called Peace, Mind, and Body. And my phone number or website is on the... Um... We'll display at the bottom here for you guys. Yeah, yeah, Peace, Mind, and Body. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Uh, I would say just go there and check that out and see what you think. And um, yoga will change your life. You'll feel amazing after one class. I've had that many times. People have come in here and say, I feel like I can breathe. I can go back. So... Yoga's answer for well, was for me. So keep growing, keep understanding your path, and say, I am enough. Definitely, definitely, I am enough. So also, you can find her on Instagram and YouTube. So before we end this, um, normally I'd like to ask all of our guests if they have a project or certain something they're working on that's upcoming. Did you want to share anything like that? I am working on a project right now. It is going to be in January. I'm going to Dominican Republic. We helped a, a school out there almost a while ago before the COVID. And I'm raising money for that to give supplies. So yes, come. Uh, I would say I have a nonprofit. It's Common Strand. So the nonstop, the nonprofit stop started when we came back from Pakistan. And I said to Brian, I said, Brian, 
we need to start a nonprofit to spend money to helping women uh, get out of poverty. He goes, okay. <laughs> and so common, common thread, meaning we're all common. And then we lost touch with them because of what happened to Adam. And then uh, after several years go by, we still have the common thread, and then we took Adam to Dominican Republic because he was uh, going to graduate and he wasn't going to college. He, his, his grades failed and I mean his grades were so low that we didn't care about the grades, just wanted his health back. And then I took him to Dominican Republic and I, he saw, I wanted him to see what I saw in Pakistan, seeing these women out of poverty. So I wanted to get his head out get his mind out of his head and be compassionate to other people who've gone through other worse things. So he saw kids down there with no, nothing to little and then we brought Adam and I, we didn't, um, we went ahead and got money, bought supplies, had hot dogs and um, grill, charcoal and pizza. And we brought it back to the kids. They were all, because <laughs> their lunch was only a half a hot dog. So Adam was compassionate about that and we bought it. And then um, that's how Dominican Republic started, because we were helping a school out. And I was trying to get my eight hours of community service. And I was teaching the teachers down there how to relax and breathe, because they go through a lot too. It's helping um, kids' situations in the any in the country. Um, teachers over there need supplies, chalks, chalk. <laughs> a simple thing, right? We take it for granted, but chalk, supplies, uh, paper, pen, pencil. But money is good because we can take it down there and shop and give it to them. Okay, so uh, in the description, you'll find more about where you can find Leah online, uh, the studio, her nonprofit, how you can donate to help, you know, for a good cause. Happy money, right? Happy money. Happy money. <laughs> Happy money. I know, I know. Happy money turns around. Keep keep believing in your dream, guys. Anything else you want to share? I have a puppy. You got a puppy? I got a puppy. And you know what? He is awesome because he's a chihuahua. And uh, two years ago, I wanted to adopt... I wasn't ready, my dad passed away. You know how universe has perfect timing? Well, I got a call from Pet Finder, or uh, got a call, and then uh, I had literally one hour to get there before anybody else, so I got her and I looked up. Chihuahua are healing animals. So, we are, he's a therapeutic dog. Well, help others, right? Her name is Zena, and it's Z-E-N-A-H, Zena. Well, thank you for joining us. See you next time. Bye.